from Landgram <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. All right. <clears throat> Welcome once again to the Beers with the Brewers podcast. Uh, presented by Land Grant Brewing Company. I am your host today. I'm back in the host seat. I'm Walt Keys. I'm co-founder here and creative director. And I'm joined um, by a few special guests today, the hosts and founders of the All Things Beer podcast. One of uh, these fine folks is, will be familiar to longtime listeners of this program. And the other is probably also familiar, but... Um, is making his debut on this specific podcast. Um, welcoming back to the recording booth, Mark Richards. What is going on? Walt, up is down, left is right, day is night. You're in my seat, and I'm in your seat, historically, I, I know. right? This right? is great, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to stand over here. like I should be standing like you used to. Yeah, yeah. I've been sitting down for hosting duties. Just I like that. There's a lot yeah. of pressure here. Uh, getting a little I'd, older. I'd you probably know. wander off uh, standing. <laughs> um, and then uh, to Mark's left, my right, making his debut appearance on the Beers with the Brewers program. Uh, longtime Columbus beer connoisseur and, uh, I don't know. Uh, and Pat's Pints blogger. Podcast, That's right. Yeah, blogger, uh, writer, beer connoisseur emeritus um pat woodward welcome thank you it is an honor to be on the show right on i we will try to take uh better care of you than you did of me when i came on and drank <laughs> imperial stouts with oh my guys. god we'll get more into that later uh, for sure now what about this other guy in the room here dan yeah. schaefer what does he chop liver <laughs> well i just i like to finish with dan because oh, he's sort yeah. of like our i like it's know, the, the lead anchor. i like that yeah yeah the opening act. and then yeah as Ooh. as I won't say always, but as usual. Um, Headlining today. Steering the ship, uh, head brewer Dan Schaefer. Yeah, you could say I am the anchor. Ahoy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you don't want to throw the, the captain into the water like you would the anchor, but I don't know. There's a there's a strong metaphor there somewhere um, for the seaworthiness of this podcast. It doesn't have to make sense, Walt. <laughs> and usually doesn't. <laughs> Um, yeah, so today we are drinking, and the reason why we have two other podcasters here with us today is we are drinking our new double IPA called, um, fittingly, We Should Start a Podcast. It's a silly name. Yes. We're excited about it. The beer is great. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to hand it off to Dan to talk about this new beer, and then we'll get into uh, talking to Dan and Mark about their, their journey over the airwaves. All right, Dan, take it away. Uh, 8.2% ABV, 57 IBUs, um, with uh, equal parts Citra and Strata, uh, CTZ on the front end for bittering, um, Grist, uh, Swain Pills, and Dextrose in a uh, technique I stole from Adam Robbings uh, from Rubens Brews, although um, not a particularly new one, uh, Adam being British, um, sort of 
prescribes to the uh, philosophy of if you want to make an IPA, you take a pale ale and add sugar until you hit gravity. And if you want a double IPA, you also add sugar until you hit gravity. So um, we, we tried that out a few doubles ago, and I sort of like the results. It's like 10% dexterous. So this, this is super, super dry. Um, I think like 88% attenuation. So like not, not quite Saison level, but very, very dry. Nice. And I think that really aids to the, uh, the drinkability of it and keeps it from being hot and heavy. Um, and uh, also uh, adding to that is uh, the Voss Kvike yeast we used that um, typically Kvike doesn't uh, produce a lot of hot um, fusel alcohols, so you don't have anything scorching your throat. But, um, yeah, this uh, is a bit of a shapeshifter for me, um, like tasting it off the tank. Uh, I suppose my first comp in my mind was something like King Sue from uh, Toplin Goliath, which, which is uh, all citra beer, very... Very, very dank. Um, but then uh, trying it right before packaging, uh, the strata really sort of shone through with a lot of the, um, particularly the strawberry. I think um, it sort of came across almost like a jelly roll type of fruity flavor. Um, and now I'm tasting it and it's kind of like a little bit of both. So um, I like that, that you have a, a double with the complexity that you can kind of come back to and get something different every time. Yeah, I would agree that you've got it's kind of like strawberries with orange juice drizzled on top of it in a way. I mean, it took me a little while to like process it in my mind because strawberries are a hard flavor to get into a beer, in my opinion, with hops. But you're the man. Well, uh, Strata is uh, we've done for all of our double Strata plus something, I think, for the better part of like a year and a half now. And I just I love that hop. And um, yeah, there's it's kind of like with coffees. I, I, there's a lot of coffees that say they have a berry flavor in it, and you try it, and it's like, not really. But with Strata, it actually has that berry flavor, and it's really cool. Yeah, I really like whenever... I, when, I, all the beers you've done with Strata, I've, I've really enjoyed, I think, all of them. And there was the... I don't remember if it was a double or if it was just a, a regular IPA, but we did the all Strata IPA called... And we called it Strata. Um, and I remember it was a really, double. It was it a double? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really I remember really liking that beer as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah the first pilot we did was a, a hazy all strata, and then I think we ended up doing a a double IPA for the big system. That's good. Do you think there could be a space grant beer coming called Stratosphere? Oh, well, whoa! Wait man. till next year. Huh? I mean, I don't see why this this op wouldn't taste good in a black IPA, but that that's definitely Dan's wheelhouse. Yeah, that's been taken. No, okay. Oh, yeah. We could still just do it anyway. <laughs> it's not the most unique <laughs> thought in the world. Sorry, you can just cut like that we out. Have, we have audio just proof. Just pretend I didn't just buzz have, kill everybody on that. We have audio that. proof that we yeah. the, the name was came to us independently of any that's right. outside influence. And the more you talk, the less that's evident. As <laughs> <laughs> you're over there, well, we'll just use it anyway. Well, we could we could still use Strata <laughs> and a black IPA. Right. And come up with a a clever name similar to that, but yeah. different. Well, it smells great. It's got a lot of citrus, too. It smells really bright to me uh, as well. I mean, it got that nice, bright citrus nose. And as you say, it got a little bit of that dank funk back there and a little ripe fruit. It's good. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the, I like that the, the dankness here is more straight cannabis and less, you know, armpit. Yeah. Which, you know, everyone likes a little armpit, but maybe not like the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Just a just a just a sniff. Um, 
Yeah, this yeah, the, and the dryness, as you mentioned, I mean, it really it 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 makes it a very drinkable double. I mean, it's not a, it, this is a this is definitely a double IPA in strength and flavor, but uh, but it really sips nicely um, and uh, keeps you wanting to keeps you coming back for more mm-hmm. sip after sip. Well, the fifty-seven IBUs might contribute to that too. It's, it's a very clean finish, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, I'm ready for another mm-hmm. drink for sure. Yeah, it definitely doesn't wreck your wreck your palate necessarily. Um, but yeah, with the, I guess with that drinkability, we can we can get into the question that um, you know people are clamoring for an answer. Oh, I haven't for. heard this question in a while. Yeah, yeah, and Pat, I don't know if you're familiar with the with the drinkability, or the, sorry, the crushability index that we do here on the podcast. But I think he's pretty aware, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, you're you're, you're pretty listener. familiar with the things <laughs> he's going tested, on here. He's tested the yeah. So the, the question measuring. we ask every week is how crushable is it? How crushable is it? <laughs> so how crushable is it? Um, you know, I think I think let's uh, let's give Mark first stab at this. Oh, I'm going crushability zero. I don't drink anymore, but <laughs> it smells fantastic. So this is going to bring the average down quite a bit. <laughs> I, I apologize. We've never apologize. thrown a zero into the into the equation. I know. I think it brings balance in a world where I would always push it into upping at one, which is maybe a lot of the reason I'm. Not crush him any these days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're at zero so far. Our lowest. <laughs> How about Doctor Woodward down there? Let's get him to bring the average up. A All little right, bit. Pat. What All do we right. got? Well, okay. I mean, I, you do have to acknowledge that it's uh, eight point two percent, and yes. it is uh, very and, flavor forward. But we always want to crush responsibly That's here on right. this podcast. Um, but. To balance Mark out, I'm going to... <laughs> we don't have to necessarily balance Mark well, out. I'm just going to go up to a three. Okay. I'm going to say yeah. three. And, and as a longtime listener of the show, I mean, a low crushability index doesn't mean a bad beer by no, any means. No, yeah. no. Yeah. But no. I would say I'm not going to go above three. Yeah, That's you good. definitely want to take into account all things with the beer. Yeah. The flavor, the, the, the aromatics, the... Yeah. The alcohol content, <laughs> and you wouldn't um, go wrong with two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sporty, Pat. As you know, yeah. three is a magic number. So you got it, Dan. Yeah, it's a dangerous three. Uh, I, I might be tempted on uh, one of these dark winter weekends to go for a fourth, but I will say three. Yeah, I'm going to go three as well, and we'll throw out the high score and the low score, and just make it an <laughs> even three on the crushability. Yeah, it's a great beer. It's it's really drinkable for a double. Um, but but as you mentioned, like a lot of nice depth of flavor there, a lot to unpack um, as well. All right, anything else we need to cover specifically on the beer? I guess the I, we should talk. I, I don't know if we need to talk about the can, but it's my take on the <laughs> creation of man from the Sistine Chapel. But instead of so um, instead of humankind, <laughs> we're creating a, a new podcast. Oh, I like it. That's cool. Now, Walt, tell us a little bit about the can art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, divine inspiration, all that fun stuff. I mean, what, what better idea is there than creating a podcast? And, uh, you know, I think, I think the, <laughs> the concept uh, lends itself well into transitioning to talk about podcasts. And, uh, yeah, you guys have had quite a run with yours. You yeah. just recorded your 40th episode. That's right. Yep. We're, we're on 40 now. I think on that uh, 
image on a can. It's actually Pat's hand on one side and mine on the other. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Influence coming uh, together yeah. to to yeah make magic. Oh yeah, yeah. We recorded our first one December of 2015, mm-hmm. and in January of 2016, you are our second guest. I and was that the was second where, guest. Uh, I think we tried to kill you, and Pat tried to kill himself. <laughs> it was made a, a strong effort. We, we had Russian Imperial Stouts yeah. and accidentally were, were gifted a few from Old Heart of Gold Johnny mm-hmm. Clift uh, slinging some Jackios up at, what, no, what, not Wildlands, uh, Palmer's. Palmer's, yeah. My favorite beer store, actually, because close proximity to the house. And, uh, and also the All Things Beer Studio, which Dan has been in as a guest as well. But, yeah, I don't... Think, I think we kind of had this idea, well, let's talk about something and just drink a lot of beer. And that, what, that wasn't the best combination <laughs> for, for good, uh, a good podcast. I don't even think we've got that one up on iTunes. It's probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. As I recall, Pat, you were picking up a bunch of Imperial Stouts and had quite a few already in, in your cart and ran into Johnny and he said, yeah. here, take a bunch of Dark Apparition like, or something. Dark Apparition, <laughs> Oil of Aphrodite. Yeah. And so, well, we were already at like six and yeah. then we went yeah. up to eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything we drank was less than 10 percent. <laughs> and uh and no prisoners were left behind. Like we, and I, th- I believe, if, if I remember correctly, you had a keg of goon in your basement at the time too. And we were, we needed to have a beer in between the beers, and we're drinking goon. <laughs> we were pre-gaming well. on a gooner. You're right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully the tapes, uh, certainly for the end portion of that recording, have been destroyed. <laughs> it, well. Had there been a referee, I think we would have all been in the penalty box before the uh, episode ended. (laughs) And there was a a lot of tape that had to be cut, shall we say, in the vernacular of the 20th century. Yeah, so you can't listen to my episode, it sounds like. But, Dan, you were on the podcast as well. What was the uh, topic du jour that day? I believe that was the uh, Columbus IPA six-pack. Is that correct? Talking all things hops, actually, with Dan. That was a good one. That was fun. Yeah, and, man, Dan, if... uh, for people that want to go back and listen to that one, check it out because Dan actually, as he's describing these hops today, we play a game in there where Pat throws out an aroma or a flavor and Dan throws back what hops you could use to get that kind of fun segment. It doesn't mean I'm right. It just means I had an answer. <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, you my pretty close to the mark. Yeah. I thought you were right on. Um, yeah. You know, b- well, going back to your podcast, I will say, because that episode was about branding, if mm-hmm. you remember. Yep. And uh, in December, I was up in Northeast Ohio, and I, I went to Thirsty Dog, <laughs> and they, oh, have, no. they <laughs> have not changed their branding. Yeah. I <laughs> the just, old leg humper. We I just remember the ethics on that one. Yeah, I remember we, we went into quite a, quite a rant about the old leg humper uh, label and just... <laughs> general concept for a oh, beer. Yeah. <laughs> a fine porter, nothing against you, thirsty dog, though. Yeah. Let's throw that out there. But, yeah. yeah. And so, all right. So, podcast, you guys have, you guys have done 40 episodes. But um, if I'm correct, Pat, your your coverage of beer, the beer world, and especially the Columbus beer scene, predates podcast technology. Um, 
by quite a bit, right? You've been writing about beer um, for longer than you've been podcasting about it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, uh, in the fall, it'll be 10 years that I've been blogging about beer okay. here in uh, central Ohio and beyond. And so, yeah, I was re- recently I've been thinking, you know, about, okay, I'm coming up to this anniversary, and it's pretty amazing how the world of beer has changed since 2013. Yeah. You know, for example, a place like this, didn't really exist if we go back to 2011, 2012. No, yeah. I mean, you go back there in Columbus, I mean, in 2011 in Columbus, I mean, it was I mean, it was just Columbus Brewing, Barley's uh, Elevator. And elevator. Yeah. Is elevator. that it? Yeah. That might well, have been Well, okay, so Cause it, I, it was st- well, maybe were, four string. Okay, so there was there was Gordon Biersch in yeah. the mix, right, which went out and kind of doesn't it count. It was static yeah. for uh, like over a decade. And then in 2010, you had Rock Mill. There was Neil okay. House, which was very short-lived. Yeah. And then, uh, and then for good string. reason. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I don't think I really realized uh, Rock Mill was. Rock um, Mill would have been. I, I don't think want to say first, that old, but the, the, they were kind of first on the. 2010. Scene. Yeah. But they were very small scale yeah. back in those days. You know, I think I looked in uh, Rick Arman's book and. Their barrelage per year was like 300 barrels, yeah, uh, and all hand bottled, you know. So it was it was pretty niche, but yeah, I mean, like the idea that you would go down to a brewery, that and you would sit at the brewery and have a beer, and maybe even served by the people who made it, who are filtering about. And that idea didn't really exist at mm-hmm. that point in time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Things have have changed quite a bit. Um, okay, so you so. You just recorded this milestone episode. I think you guys covered non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, we did. Right? Yep. Uh, Pat's been jonesing to record and kind of, well, as life's gone on, we only have 40 episodes in, what, like seven years or so. So sometimes life gets in the way. And as a compromise on recording an episode, since I uh, am not drinking currently, thought with dry January and how much any beers are really prominent in the market mm-hmm. now like i was shocked uh to find out when we were trying to gather some we were kind of trying to lean towards singles because while well, we record the pilsner podcast we drink 10 pilsners nothing wrong with having a whole fridge full of pilsners at my house however we didn't want to end up with like 10 cases of na beers <laughs> right, and yeah. uh i wasn't really sold on the idea that i even needed an na beer period i was kind of like well there's no alcohol in water and milk and juice and all kinds <laughs> of things right? yeah lately. exactly okay. i'm just saying i don't really Pounded know that I, yeah. milk. <laughs> I don't know that i needed a substitute but we did find out that actually a lot of them are pretty pretty okay and yeah. a couple of them actually good so kind yeah. of an eye yeah. opener and i was shocked to find as well that uh, in trying to accumulate these, I was able to find 53 different non-alcoholic beers that you could go to the store really? and get, which I was That's really a lot. shocked. That's a lot more than yeah. I would have guessed. I did not realize what a, a, uh, an extent of permeation in the market that was. Now, do I understand correctly? You guys have an NA beer collaboration available now? Yeah, we... Um, Dan collaborated on a Right, you, you collaborated. Yeah, on the, I the, think I was there. The recipe. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to talk about it if you don't want. No, to. No, no, yeah, no. Um, and I'll let you, you can talk about it a little more. But yeah, we did a we did work with Brewdog to brew an NA. Um, it's like a 
it's like a red velvet, like a red velvet stout almost. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess, I mean, that seems, I haven't had a lot of these in any beers, but I don't, I don't know how many like pastry stout styles. <laughs> yeah. Are, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a kind of a cool idea. Um, one, I really like that pilot uh, that we did of a, a red velvet stout. And um, we also did a sour version, which I think was even better. Um, but you don't really think of um, N.A. beers as being particularly decadent unless there's something horribly wrong with them. <laughs> um, so I, I thought, I'd, you know, particularly at this time of year, I thought it would be cool to do something like that. And, um, yeah, trying it, I mean, it basically tastes like the pilot without the super sticky sweet finish. Um, I was really happy with, uh, with how it came out. So, Dan, when you made that beer, not to go too much into the detail, but that would be a beer where the way you did it, it never went above a half percent alcohol, as opposed to taking alcohol out after it fermented? They, um, yes. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into BrewDog's proprietary uh, method of making <laughs> N.A. beer. And, and unlike craft beer, people are pretty secretive about how they make N.A. No, we found NA that beer. out yeah. through exploring them yeah. on the podcast, as, on the All uh, Things Beer podcast. As Athletic uh, says whenever you ask them, it's like, we control our alcohol production with a number of steps in the process. <laughs> that's um, and right. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> BrewDog's Helpful. take on it as Top well. secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I... Although I'm 98% or, well, let's get 99.4% retired these days, I am still running Euchre down here at Land Grant, and on Monday I got to try it for the first time, and wow, I don't really know that I want to call it beer, but I could definitely call it the closest <laughs> thing to uh, red velvet cake, and like I, it was almost like drinking a pop in some ways, but with a little bit more body uh, yeah. due to the malt portion. Yeah, there is something just about that. Um, when the vanilla helps out quite a bit in that. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, and um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, it's not like I put a ton of research into it um, and dissecting it kind of the way I sometimes do with uh, hoppy beers and trying to get a particular fruit flavor. But um, I just kind of fell upon this combo of malts that just when you throw them together it just kind of screams cake and um then yeah a little um concentrated berry uh will get you there color wise uh -huh. and yeah the let the vanilla do the rest yeah i i really enjoyed enjoyed it when i had it monday so yeah that's cool yeah, and I, I, I believe with it. I believe that went out to the, like Brewdog subscribers. So we worked with Brewdog across the street from us on that, and uh, it went out to their subscribers, I believe. And then we should have some in cans here in the tap room uh, soon. Um, so if you're interested in trying that, you can come on down and try it. And we also uh, generally have a selection of the Athletic Brewing NA beers. If that's uh, something you're interested in, we have those on hand. Um, all the time, unless people drink them all and then we have to get more. But, um, but yeah, so, all right, looking back at your 40 episodes, we, so we covered the most recent one, but, like, is there, what, do you guys have a favorite episode that you've recorded over the years? Yeah, I, I would say I've got a few. Um, probably my favorite one, because a lot of times I like to get off the topic of beer a little bit, and... Uh, COVID year, Oktoberfest was canceled. Uh, not only 
events in Columbus, but the Oktoberfest in uh, Munich was canceled as well. So we had this idea to uh, explore Oktoberfest. Uh, had Chris Davison on uh, from Wolf's Ridge and, and our friend Jamie Gentry, who used to be a part of the Grandview Brew Alliance, Alliance, I guess, that that used to do some really cool beer festivals. Um, And we so we created our own German heavy metal uh, festival. Right. We had four bands, one for each person. And that was kind of fun. You know, Oktoberfest Metal Fest, we called it. And it was good fodder. Yeah, it was fun. Talk about scorpions and accept. And uh, who else we have? Halloween. Uh, well, we talked about uh, Doro Pesh and um, oh, yeah, band. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, German anyway, metal. Yeah, nobody knows point. what we're talking about but us. But I'm sure most people, well, as uh, old people know about Scorpions and Accept, podcast consumer, uh, you know, I listened to that one. I thought it was really good. So right on, thank my you. Two, my two cents. Yeah, we did talk a lot about beer too. And That's true. Yeah, a lot about Oktoberfest, some smoked beers. Yeah. I'll just pick that one. Yeah. What do you got, Pat? Uh, it's hard to pick a favorite, really, but I'm, I'm going to cheat and say two. Uh, and going backwards chronologically, I, I really liked this summer we did a taste test, a Pilsner taste test on a podcast format, which is a kind of a challenging thing to do. But to my ear, anyway, that turned out really nice. It uh, took a lot of orchestration to convey... We had uh, our friend Pastor Ralph not only serving the beers, but in golf voice announcing them, you know, so we couldn't hear what was what we were drinking. I, I thought I did an OK job of portraying yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot went into that episode. That was. A, yeah. I mean, I could easily make that my favorite. Too. I also really liked the one where we went out uh, to do a podcast at Rustic Brew Farms. Um, and we were talking to Matt Cunningham and he went into the whole the whole detail of his farm and like the whole idea of like learning how to be a maltster. Um, that was a lot of fun because I, I just thought I learned a ton of things I didn't know before we started. Yeah, I think that was really good topically because Matt just really knows malt inside now. Yeah. And man, uh, I learned a lot that day. I mean, sometimes you have a podcast, you already know all the material and everything you're going to talk about. So when you're, when you're surprised a little bit with learning a lot, uh, as you know, hosting it as well, it's kind of, it is kind of eye-opening, and yeah, Dan, and I mean, don't want to talk about it again, but Dan's was great too. I thought, yeah. don't want to throw Aww. too high praise and get you gushing, <laughs> but man, Dan knows his hops well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, utilizing hops, blending hops. Getting the best out of hops. Some of the hoppy beers at Land Grant are some of the best hoppy beers you're going to find. So uh, I don't just say that to puff you up, but uh, yeah. That better be true. Otherwise, all these IPAs we're making are really going to be disappointing to everybody. (laughs) Well, I know you guys put a lot of uh, research and planning and organization into each episode you guys do. And so you're not necessarily recording one every week like we do where we just make it up as we once we hit record. Um, anything uh, in the works for the near future from the from the All Things Beer podcast? You know, we've hinted at, at a couple things. We've kind of wanted to go out to Wooly Pig and talk to Kevin out there, just kind of maybe get into 
I think we were going to talk about uh, dark loggers, weren't we? Or German loggers. German loggers, yeah. yeah. Maybe with him. I, uh, I don't know. We don't have a lot on the horizon, I think, that, that we've thought too hard about. What do you yeah. think, Pat? Well, yeah, we're still, it's always in, in flux, and we never, it takes a while till we agree on a topic, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. but um, I wouldn't rule out another taste test episode, because yeah. those are pretty fun. We oh, talked yeah. about doing a Saison one, for I example. I think that's a sure thing. Yeah, that was kind of a neat idea. We enjoyed how the Pilsner podcast went down so well, this tastes off. We just did like a blind tasting, yeah. and... You know, it wasn't really unanimous, but everybody likes different things in mm-hmm. beers uh, when we started saying what our favorite was out of those. Um, but we thought it would be really cool to get maybe a couple of good Ohio examples of Saison's, put them against the world, and maybe maybe not do 10. Maybe yeah, we maybe cut it 10. off about 7 or 8. But to really, you know, Saison is such an interesting style, too. Yeah, so yeah. could be pretty cool. We may need Dan to be one of the the uh, judges on that. Uh, I know maybe you're able a friend to sac- of my, sacrifice myself for uh, for such an endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the All Things Beer podcast is available on all the podcast platforms. Wherever you get Spotify, a podcast. Apple, Podbean, whatever. So um, if you've listened to this podcast, odds are pretty good that you would also, um, if you don't already listen to the All Things Beer podcast, would enjoy um, that as well. So go give them a listen, give them a follow, um, give them a uh, like or whatever it is. Like, all those subscribe, things. all those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, now, well, what episode is this of Beers with the Brewers? You have ballpark. Well, we did what we had 200 not too long ago. Right? Yeah, you I came, came back for 200? 200 over last winter sometime or yeah. maybe towards the spring. I feel like that was more yeah late summer. Maybe I don't know. I, we're probably on like. 220. Okay, that's impressive. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. And our. But again, our we don't really do. We don't really <laughs> put in a lot of research or. Um, you know, we just. We, we come here every Friday and we, we drink beers and we, and we talk about it. And uh, some episodes are more coherent than others, but uh, we always <laughs> have a pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've. I, I think maybe only missed a week. We've even done mm-hmm. some from out of town before, and our first Beers with the Brewers podcast was February of 2018. Oh, okay. So do the math out from that. Maybe subtract so, subtract one week would probably give you that number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, some, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And uh, yeah, I've mentioned this before, but yeah, especially during like the the pandemic when we were really locked at home, Mark would always drop off the beers every week that yeah. we were going to cover. And we'd all log on to Zoom, and uh, and we would chat about them, and it was like really kind of some of the only like social <laughs> exposure I had, um, and so uh, it, it is a lot of fun, and you guys have a lot of fun in your podcast, and it definitely comes through, and um, it's a great research or sorry, a great resource um, for uh, beer drinkers in Columbus or Central Ohio for sure. Yep, yep, and boy, I sure am glad to be sitting in the same room with everybody today that those were strange times the yeah. days of the remote podcast yeah. recording but yeah i think everybody say the covid shutdown era was a little strange for everybody yeah i remember our, one of our first episodes back we recorded it outside because it's still a little bit touch and go and i think we recorded it out on the on the stage over yeah, there yeah yeah and uh i'm glad i didn't have to edit out all the wind of that episode <laughs> but um yeah it's nice to be back here in the tap room doing this um yeah, we record every Friday here in the tap rooms. So if you want to like 
look at us like we're in an aquarium, you could do that and just come on down Friday at three and point at us. We're here. Um, unless it's really busy and then we'll be upstairs and you won't be able to see us. But, um, yeah, anything else you guys want to add about uh, your podcast or anything? Really, it doesn't have to be related to here's, beer or podcasts or anything at all. Here's a question. I know you do the crushability mm-hmm. thing every week, and we were talking about N.A. beers and then kind of went in a tangential direction. But yeah. what what would be the crushability factor on, you know, <laughs> truly non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> What's the crushability factor on milk? Or orange oh, juice, yeah. oh, or you know, um, just I just throw that out there. I mean, realistically, I think it comes down to like your bladder size, <laughs> your bladder <laughs> retention. We one did ho- one pint of milk would be enough <laughs> for yeah. me. Milk is low. <laughs> Milk's pretty low. Um, one bowl of cereal is my crushability index. On milk. Oh yeah, we did thirteen non-alcoholic beers on a podcast. Now, of course, we split them uh, as we were drinking them. But we got to seven and had to take a two-day recording break. <laughs> because I think without realizing you're a little buzzed, you still get all of the carbs, mm. everything that was in the beer except for the alcohol. All so they're liquid, very yeah. filling. Whereas I think if you had three or four beers and you're getting a little buzz, maybe you don't notice you're filling up with beer. We all know we get full from beer. But without the alcohol, God, I was so I just felt like, oh, my gosh, I swallowed a log here or something. <laughs> Let me just so heavy. Let me just say also you have to expel all of the water and all of the CO2 in the same manner as real beer. Uh, yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, better out than in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of which, we've got two great bathrooms down here at the Langerant Tap Room and oh, sure. uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to do the quick rundown. Let people know what's going on. Um yeah, uh, we're in sort of the like the, the the true winter now. We're in the late mid to late January, heading into February. Spring's ahead, but we got a ways to go. Um, but yeah, right now we've got uh, our euchre league. As Mark mentioned, he's here every Monday, um, getting people yeah. signed in for euchre. Um, come on down and play. Bring a partner. And, yeah, uh, keep trying to get in. We're full right now. The bylaws of euchre are. If you played the week before, mm-hmm. you get to play next week. Mm-hmm. So if you miss a week, you're back to the waiting list. But come out. The worst can happen. You have a quick happy hour. Find out you can't yeah. get in. But we got three more in last week. Yeah, we uh, always have someone that doesn't come. Someone can yeah. slide in. 11 so. weeks is a long run, so somebody's got to miss a week there yeah, for play some start, reason. Play starts at 6. Uh, what time does sign up usually open? Five. Uh, I open f- sign up at five, and we play promptly at six. There you go. So get here early, get your name on the list, um, and then once you once you play, you don't have to get down here quite as early. But um, true story. But yeah, play starts at six. That's every Monday night um, until March. Uh, Tuesdays, uh, our trivia is back with our good friend Travis. Um, we're going with the team format here this winter. Um, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of people coming out. It's it's a good time. Each week has its own theme. Um, this upcoming week is a. It's going to be a based. The, the name of the theme is based on a true story. So this is going to be uh, all nonfiction and pop culture uh, based trivia. Travis does a great job putting together every week. Definitely. Um, so get a team together. You can play by yourself if you want, but you can also uh, recruit some of your. Um, trivia-inclined friends uh, to come help you out. I keep pushing him towards a Judas Priest-themed week, and 
He's never a fan of that. Every single time I mention it, he's, he's giving me nothing. Now, it's, it's really narrowing your audience a little bit. <laughs> now, based or on that is description, it? is there a fiction-based uh, trivia? Um, I, I don't think there's a fiction-based <laughs> week. Uh, but no, each, yeah, each week it changes up. Um, we did, like, movie quotes last week, I think. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a sitcom-based one. Uh, so it's, it's a little bit different each okay. week to keep things fresh. Uh, and good. then, you know, outside of the theme, there will also be sort of general pop culture uh, questions as well. Um, so if you don't know a ton about the theme, um, you could still you could still manage to do pretty well. Uh, but non nonfiction is pretty vague and everyone should know a little bit about that. Watch a documentary. You'll be all right. Um, and then, yeah, brewing, brewery curling and igloos going strong. Uh, our league nights are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but we have uh, curling reservations available on the other days of the week and igloos as well. If you just want to hang out outside, sort or I guess sort of outside, um, you can go to com slash winter garden, or you can just go to our website and click the giant uh, image on the front homepage, and that'll give you instructions on making your reservation. Um, but yeah, we're hoping to keep that rolling until basically until March Madness is the goal. Um, and then we'll get things switched back over for uh, the spring and summer. And yeah, that's kind of what we got going on around here. Uh, next week, um, we will be recording another podcast. Uh, we, we have two other special guests joining us next week. Uh, it is not Mark and Pat, uh, but this, this should be a fun one. Um, I guess... I, I don't know if I should like make this a surprise or if I should uh, put it out here, but we're, we're releasing Bay, which is our sort of, uh, it's not a Valentine-themed beer. I guess the label art kind of is, but it's a, it's a cherry stout with vanilla. Chocolate cherry vanilla. Chocolate cherry vanilla stout. Ooh. Perfect for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, and we will be celebrating that fact by, uh, I will be joined by... Land Grant co-founder Adam, and we will be joined um, by two other Land Grant employees that both work here, that we are both, uh, or we are each married to one of them. Oh, that how romantic. <laughs> yes. Dan, will you be on a podcast next week? I will. I have uh, promised, um, as you know, a, a pointless visual cue on a non-visual medium to dress up as uh, a Cupid. So. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Is that true? It is. I have promised such. Okay. And I say lots of things. You've never I, broken like a promise as yeah. far as I know. Um, but yeah, my wife, Erin, and Adam's wife, Lauren, uh, will be joining us on the podcast. They both work here at Land Grant and yeah. uh, will surely have... Um, some stuff to say about that. Well, I think, Dan, it would make sense for you to be uh, like the Chuck Woolery of this, like dating game type of thing. Yeah, we might might do like each other's likes and dislikes. Game kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be all right. I I was thinking more Love Boat Captain, but um, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Directing your love cruise. Oh, we'll save that one for the Patreon (laughs) subscribers. Um, Anything else anyone wants to add before we uh, hit, hit not or I guess, what's the non-record button? Stop. Yeah, hit the non-record button as soon as we're done with this, Walt. I see you've really gotten the technical a, aspects of recording there's a, there's a podcast no button down. that says don't record. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, um, you know, 
I'm just learning as I go here. Yeah. Stop stop at 15 the 15-year-old computer. Quit driving your car sign. Yeah. <laughs> All those things. All right. Well, I think this is probably as good a place as any to call this call this a, a wrap. It's a wrap. All right. It's fun hey. to be on again. Nice to see you, Dan, as always. Yeah. Thank you, and Mark. Walter. Walty, Walton, love to see you. Yeah. Thank you guys for, uh, thank you, Mark and Pat, for joining us. Once again, you can listen to their podcast, All Things Beer, or the All Things Beer podcast, wherever you might find podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to that podcast. So look them up, give them a listen, and uh, we will see you down here at the tap room. Um, and uh, be sure to tip your bartenders, whether you're here or at any other fine establishment in Columbus right. or abroad thanks right. for having us on thank and, you uh, cheers 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 well i'm the only one with beer uh, left, anyway. yeah i finished man <laughs> i crushed it all right so long